0: Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, July 6, 2023. And this is episode 454 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And another morning chat, coffee with Brian. How we doing this morning? Uh, One more. I'm guessing today, possibly tomorrow, left on my, uh, my FTO Blonde Espresso. And then I got to pick a new one. I got to pick a new pound to, uh, to pound through. And it's going to be probably for the beginning of our trip on the road. It will be for, uh, judging by the bag, I might have to have another French press today just to open a new bag on Friday, Friday morning, brand new bag of coffee just works. It just works. And then, uh, roll into traveling for a couple weeks and, um, Oh, let's see, three weeks, four weeks, four weeks, 28 days, I think. No, no, 20 days, three weeks, three weeks of traveling. That's, uh, that's what we're going to be doing and then be back here. So what do I have to talk about today? I made our last trip down to the farmer's market yesterday down in Savannah, and I uh, got a little story about that. And uh, then I went and did some grocery shopping, and since we've been here, I've been hitting up walmart and yesterday i shifted gears and headed over to kroger so i will give you um the recap of that experience and uh Corey mentioned yesterday that it's time for us to get moving along again because i already know everyone in town and everybody's business she says i know everybody's business and uh so what is that time length how long is brian in town before he starts getting to know people we might talk about that for a little bit so that is that. Uh, like I said, FTO blonde espresso in the cup this morning, man. It is good. I see Blakesley Acres joined in this morning. How's it going, Joe? Um, saw you ordered from the butcher, oh, man. I know, like that butcher. That butcher um, tie is strong and all, but geez, I see how you do it. I see how you do it. Hang out in the morning with me drinking your Folgers and then you're gonna go order it from Josh's site No, nah, man i uh i appreciate it everything helps brian and brian uh brian makes my coffee so as long as we keep brian in business i'll still get mine so order away order away from wherever you want i appreciate it i know you said you're gonna rotate through after but uh <laughs> there he says "Ha ha." next one from you i promise yeah just through your balls man enjoy it enjoy it it's uh it's good stuff for sure good morning pippinized how we doing and i saw james is up there rolling down the road in his older truck and he says now it's uh, more of a roller coaster than the than the gravel train he used to drive so be safe out there man be safe it's uh it's always shitty to to use shitty equipment Pip, Pip uh, dropped a picture in the group this morning of uh, the big old load of parts that he's get puts away hey Pip did they drop those in the parking lot for you or uh, or was that a hey we got to unload this truck in the parking lot and then double move everything inside later is that an mo like is that the thing there do you guys do you have to double double touch every box out of that truck all the time because that just sounds miserable James says safe is boring uh eh. Yeah. And alive. And alive. Safe is boring and alive. Oh, man. Anyway, anyway, we got a good perfect cup question of the day today. And um, my beautiful bride and I discussed it at length uh, yesterday. I think I ended up with uh, I ended up settling on my third. My third answer, I think I'll probably end up telling you all three. Uh, but Pip says, uh, they wait for me to unload the semis. I usually have to touch each part three times. Pip, what, what, why, why? That's, that's just kind of asinine, man. That's just, that I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure that you know that already. and I don't need to tell you, but, uh, seeing those parts in the parking lot, uh, just brings up bad memories of, uh, double and triple moving, like triple, triple moving this, uh, Uh, shit. Gingerbread says they already had one train roll this week. Driver okay? Was it you? Why are you driving your old truck? What's going on, man? What's going on? You rolling trucks down the hill? Anyway, anyway, let's, uh, let's get over to that perfect cup question of the day, and then we'll hit the history and roll on for the week. All right, everyone. It's time for the 114th edition of the Perfect Cup—a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel, t.me/lotsfeed. That's tme feed, where I post the question every Sunday through Thursday, and then the following morning, go around, gather up the answers, and bring them to you. I throw in mine. Corey has started to throw in hers, and we have a little bit of a chat about it. Perfect cup question for the day today is what fictional character do you relate to most to, or actually how it's written there is what fictional character do you most relate to? <laughs> I, uh, I think you can play word jumble with that one and it's the same, but what fictional character do you relate most to? I, uh, I started with uh first thing that popped into my mind just because it's one of my favorite movies was, um, uh, Actually, these were all my favorite movies. Weird. Weird. I, uh, I just went with movie characters. It was the first thing that, that popped into my head. And it was... Uh, the first one was uh, Jeffrey, Le- Jeffrey Lebowski uh, from The Big Lebowski. And Corey shot that down really fast. She's like, oh, is that because of your love of bowling? I mean, really? I, I, I come up with one answer and she just blasted out of the air. So then I was, uh, I went on. She's like, "Well, you're probably just going to pick like Ricky Bobby or something." I was like, "Actually, it was um, because I like to go fast. I had a whole, a whole backstory um, um, lining our two lives together, and and why I relate with them. And then that just uh, faded. It wasn't going to work. And so then, um... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I." Uh, I finally settled on later in the evening before we went to bed last night I wrote down my answer for the day and I'm gonna have to go with Peter from office space I'm just gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to throw it out there I think he and uh, he and I are about on the same page I'm uh I'm, I'm very uh, I'm very in tune with him I'm wondering if I somehow got partially hypnotized and uh, I'm just coasting through life now but I am going to have to say Peter from Office Space. Uh, Kyle weighed in and said most days he feels like Adam Sandler in Big Daddy. And Corey said, oh, when he's picking up the poop or the puke <laughs> or tossing the, the the newspaper down for the kid over the pee. Uh, and he said that uh, he feels that all right when he screams all right seen in his soul every time he sees it. When uh, he has just had enough and he's at his breaking point. Oh, <sighs> great movie, man. Um, I'm sorry. Let's see. Uh, Canadian Farmstead says uh, Ron Swanson that uh, I thought was going to be a very popular answer and one that I considered myself uh, scrambling uh, by Brian Norton, the coffee guy, the perfect cup coffee guy says uh, Tigger, and this is, um, this is a perfect fit if you've ever met Mr. Norton, and he says the wonderful thing about Tigger's I'm the only one, as he bounces down the road on his tail in his furry outfit. Fitting, man, fitting. It was like, was that hard for you to come up with? Because that is like dead on. Renegade Butcher weighed in and said he is a younger Red Foreman. He identifies with a r- younger Red Foreman, and Corey and I were wondering is Red Foreman as a younger man the same as Red Foreman as an older man? Or was he just still at war? And and he wasn't, like, bittery and uh, and the what we love of Red Foreman in the 70s show. Was he that way when he was younger? I don't know. I don't know. Chris Dixon says, I only relate to the voices in my head. Well, I mean, at least you're not lonely, Chris. At least you're not lonely. Uh, James says he's the horse in animal farm and he just keeps, he'll just keep working harder. And then I see he drops another one over here in the comments this morning. And he said, he wants to be Milton. He wants to change up and be Milton, uh, Milton from office space. I did consider Milton at one point, but that's just not me. I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. (laughs) Uh, Pip, Pip weighs in and says, uh, it's been suggested by other humans that I could be related to. <laughs> this is not his opinion because he couldn't think of one for himself, but he's had several suggestions from others. Uh, one, the accountant, um, it was a numbers savant and a firearms dude. He never saw it. I never saw it. So if you've seen the accountant, you know what he's saying. Uh, and then he's also been suggested as a, uh, Tyler Durden side of a relationship of a good friendship, uh, from Fight Club. And he took that as the compliment. I would take that as a compliment. Tyler Durden is all right. Uh, and then, uh, can't really pick in honest. I feel like I'm in between someone on Twilight Zone, uh, between Twilight Zone and Black Mirror. I mean... I think anybody in this space kind of rolls there, man. I, I feel you. And he's also been called MacGyver a few times, uh, but he doesn't have the mullet or the bomber jacket or the model TG or the TJ Jeep. Uh, like he said, he doesn't agree with said suggestions, but he has been, they've been made of him. And he dropped one in the comments this morning and said that co worker number four just said that uh, they got it, they're going to relate most with um, Hey Arnold. Corey just goes, Jesus. (laughs) He relates with Jesus. (laughs) Oh, let's see what we got in the comments here before I hit Corey's. Uh, Gingerbread says Milton freedom media Corp. Good morning. And she says falling down uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah. I, um, I told Kyle. So the back, the backwoods butcher had not been around back in my, uh, Back in September of last year, August last year, when I was pretty much losing um, losing my absolute mind um, at work with the sale of the house. And it was just a very, very, very stressful life just, just seemed to fuck with me every 15 minutes. Um, I told Kyle to go back and listen to those. And um, Josh and Kyle and I were talking, and I said, You know, this this these like 10 episodes of my show could have been the prequel to falling down. Like after listening to those, if you if I told someone that uh, I'm in jail for the rest of my life for being stuck in traffic and just losing my shit and going on a rampage, you probably would have went, oh, that seems perfectly normal after that. So uh, there is that Uh, Blakeslee says uh, Kyle is more like Dale Gribble from King of the Hill. (laughs) <laughs> very true with his uh conspiracies and um <laughs> conspiracies and such and gingerbread farm says he's trying not to go down the falling down road that'd probably be a good idea that's always a wise move and now on to my beautiful bride so who did we start with Corey? Was it, was it Pocahontas right from the beginning? Pocahontas is my wife's answer uh, because she likes to talk to the animals and she, uh, she thought she had a new one. Oh, I remember what the second choice was. So she answered, I went on the trip down to uh, the farmer's market and everything. I came back. She says, I had a new answer while you were gone and she would forgotten what it was. And then she remembered later and uh, we may, we may have had a, an adult beverage or two. And she says, well, my other choice that I came up with, I remembered it. It was uh, it was Doctor Doolittle because he he was able to talk to the animals, and uh, and she says, "Yeah," but then I realized that it's like magic and they can actually talk back. So he's normal when he talks to them. I'm gonna go back to Pocahontas where she spiritually talks to all the animals and not out loud. Yeah, we know better, Corey. We know better. <laughs> I sit here all day having conversations with my wife and the animals. <laughs> I love her. I love her to death. Uh, James says crusher helps him from falling down. Yes, that is true. And um, yeah, that's a that's about it. That wraps it up. <coughs> so uh, yeah, lots of lots of answers. I thought I was gonna get, and uh, a few that were uh, a few that were a little different. So I appreciate all that participated. If you would like to participate in the perfect cup question of the day please hit up the socials or the telegram feed. The telegram feed you can find at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash L-O-T-S-F-E-E-D. I post a question mid-morning every day, Sunday through Thursday. You can find it on other socials. The best one to get a hold of me is probably Noster. Or you can find it and uh, roll your dice on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and MeWe is where I post it daily. So, find it, comment, and uh, I will get you on the show. Thanks for listening, and now back to the main show. Ah, fictional characters. Um, Sometimes I've felt that I am living in a movie, and I'm like, what the hell is going to happen next? (laughs) Like, The director of my life's movie, he is one messed up guy, that is for sure, for sure. Uh, Let's get to that when, oh, it's Thursday, so we better get to the Thursday history segment, but get to that Thursday history segment that Pip put together for me, and uh, get rolling through that. So let's see, for July 6th, 2023, history segment hello humans and welcome to friday eve edition of lots of history be sure to tip your waiter in cash yes yes sidebar if you're ever out at a restaurant you're ever out planning on going out to dinner and you're like okay well it's gonna cost me a hundred dollars for dinner for me and my beautiful wife um uh, think about throwing a 20 dollars bill in your pocket and instead of tipping that guy just throw a 20 dollars bill at it if the bill is under 100 bucks you'd already planned on spending that 20 dollars bill and you just made that waiter's night if it is 100 bucks you tip 20% and he doesn't have to pay any taxes on it cuz he can slide it in his pocket nobody knows any different. Give the dude 20 bucks, make his night, make his night. Go out and have a hot dog and it only costs you $20 and drop the dude 20 and he'll uh, he'll be your best friend for the rest of your life. So anyway, be sure to tip your waiters in cash and now back to Pip's lots of history. Uh, this day July 6, 1947. Oh no. The AK-47 goes into production in the Soviet Union. Pips, <laughs> Pips notes: Yes, my AK does have a morale patch that says "Today was a good day." Oh boy! This day, July 6, nineteen fifty-seven, John Lennon and Paul McCartney meet for the first time as teenagers at Walton Feet. I'm guessing that's Walton Fest. Uh, three years before forming the Beatles, Pips notes: Perhaps the Beatles for today's playlist. Eh, I mean, good, yes, the best, eh. Changing the the course of music history, absolutely, but, uh, eh, mm, eh. 2003, July 6th, the 70-meter Yepatoria Planetaria radar sends an METI message, Cosmic Call 2, to five stars. The message will arrive to these stars in 2036, 2040, 2044, and 2049, respectively. Stars HIP 4872, HD 245409, 55 Karn- Can Cree, and some others. If you want to look them up, they'll be in the notes. Uh, those are the stars we sent messages to. I'm not sure what message we would choose to send to a star that we know nothing about hello out there i don't know uh pips notes when et phoned home he didn't tell earth about the intergalactic calling charges (laughs) oh pip oh pip do you think it just echoes through space until it gets there it's like we stand on the mountaintop and go hello 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 and it just goes for 50 years through space how did they send the signal and what did they send? This is this is something I may have to look into later. Thanks, Pip. Uh, July sixth, twenty twenty-two, the Georgia Guidestones, a monument in the United States, are heavily damaged in a bombing and are dismantled later the same day. Pip's notes: The congressman who did unveiling did the unveiling in nineteen eighty said, "In order to avoid debate, we, the sponsors of the Georgia Guidestones, have a simple message for human beings." Now and for the future, we believe our precepts are sound and they must stand on their own merits. Perpetrated statement of Georgia Guidestone sponsors. So I never really dug into this when it was going on. Um, I didn't know what the deal. I had never heard of them really, uh, never dug in. And then I saw all this weird stuff that... um, that they weren't man-made were they man-made i don't know i don't know the georgia guidestones gone gone i thought they were like the east the eastern um or the western Stonehead or something i don't know wasn't that event like uh what the all the christians were saying was the start to the end of the world they might have been right they might have been right happy birthday july 6 1946 Oh, look, it's George W.'s birthday. <laughs> what? <laughs> George. Not George Washington. Do You guys know any other George W.'s? Because I was like, who? <laughs> and then I looked at the link, and it was George W. Bush. Eh, eh. Uh, Pips knows, scrolls past W.'s link while scoffing an eye roll. Scrolls back to W.'s link. It's pronounced nuclear, not new color. Did you stole it? It, it appears that uh, George Bush is not Pip's favorite person ever made. Uh, let's see. July 6th, 1949. Um, I can't pronounce that. I can't pronounce that last name. It's going to Michael Shreve. I know I'm, no, I'm going to know it if I ever heard it, but he's an American composer, drummer, and percussionist. An American drummer, percussionist, and composer. He is best known as the drummer of the rock band Santana playing on the band's first seven albums from 1969 to 1974. At age 20, he was the youngest musician to perform at Woodstock. Um, July 6, 1979, Kevin Hart, American comedian, actor, producer, and screenwriter, an American comedian, actor, originally known as stand-up comedian. He has since starred in Hollywood films and on TV. In August 2022, Hart debuted a vegan restaurant, Hart House, intended to be the start of a restaurant chain, Able to compete with fast food chains by offering flavorful plant based alternatives. Oh, good for him. The restaurant offerings are claimed to be entirely free of cholesterol, antibiotics, hormones, artificial colors, preservatives, high fructose corn syrup, and trans fats. Also, flavor or anything satisfying. And inspired by Hart's own health nut lifestyle. Wow. Stay a comedian, dude. You're not a chef. This day, July 6, 1980, Eva Green, French actress and model, she played uh, Bond girl Vesper Lind in the James Bond film Casino Royale from 2006, for which she received a BAFTA Rising Star Award. Pip's notes, mm, yes, Bond women that were born in my era. Yes, please. Oh, Pip. Oh, Pip. Um... This day, July 6, 1986, David Karp, American businessman, founder of Tumble. Tumblr. I haven't been on that one. American webmaster, entrepreneur, and blogger, best known as the founder and former CEO of the short form blog platform Tumblr. That's one I've never gotten into, uh, Tumblr. Is anybody else familiar with that? Who died today? Who kicked off this day, July 16th, 1476, yes, 1476, Regimentarius, German mathematician and astrologer, thanks, Pip, uh, Johannes Müller von, what? Um, yeah, e, oh, man, that's rough. This dude was a mathematician and astrologer and astronomer of the German Renaissance, active in Vienna, Buddha, and Nuremberg. Pips notes Snickers in German pronunciation. It's like they hate words. <laughs> they hate me. <laughs> they hate me. Yeah, you're going to have to hit the notes to find out who that was. Oh, Lord, look at that. July 6, 1946. Horace Pippin, American painter, a self taught American artist who painted a range of themes including scenes inspired by his service in World War I, landscapes, portraits, and biblical studies. Some of the best-known works address the U.S. history of slavery and racial segregation. Pip's notes, in the words of Forrest Gump, we are not, we are not of relation, at least to my knowledge. <laughs> and this World War I small story about 369th and being wounded by a German's fire, splitting dude shoulder blades, was a good read. Horace Pippen dies July 6, 1946. I'm sorry, Pip, for your loss. Uh, July 6, 1998. Roy Rogers, American cowboy actor and singer. Pip's notes he appeared in over 100 films and numerous radio and television episodes of The Roy Rogers Show. In many of the film's television episodes, he appeared with his wife, Dale Evans, even Golden Paul, uh, Paul Palomino, his Golden Palomino Trigger, and his German shepherd, Bullet. His show was broadcast on radio for nine years and then on television from 1951 through 1957. Pip's notes, I think I need more lever actions in my life. Yeah, yeah, not a bad idea. Uh, Yeah, do you know... um, Yeah. Trigger and Bullet. I remember those from being a kid, for sure. Let's see. uh, July 6, 2022, James Kahn, American actor. He became... Uh, he came to prominence playing Sonny Corleone in *The Godfather*, and a performance which earned him American Academy Award and a Golden Globe nominations for the Best Supporting Actor. He reprised his role in *The Godfather Part II. He received a Motion Picture Star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1978. Pips notes he was practicing martial art. He was a practicing martial artist. He trained with Tak tach- Takiatuki. Tach- 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 Kubota for nearly 30 years, earning various ranks. He was a master of um, some form of karate and was granted the title of, yeah, dude, really? German and Japanese in the same episode. Thanks, man. (laughs) He also took part in steer roping at rodeos and referred to himself as the only Jewish cowboy from New York on the professional rodeo cowboy circuit good to have goals. It is good to have goals. Holidays today, uh, July 6th, Cayman Island celebrates Constitution Day. Peru is having Teacher's Day and International Kissing Day informally observed. We'll be celebrating that later, baby. <laughs> International Kissing Day or World Kiss Day is officially holiday celebrated each year on July 6th. The practice originated in the United Kingdom and was adopted worldwide in the early 2000s. The concept behind the International Kissing Day is that many people have forgotten the simple pleasures associated with kissing or kissing's sake, as opposed to kissing as mere social formality to preclude to other activities. Everybody thinks kiss is going to be more. It's just like the back rub. The kiss has gone the way of the back rub. Pip's notes, I'm going to decline on posting the wiki link for other activities. (laughs) You can venture there for yourself. And the 1982 painting of, well, I'll assume we all know. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and you're welcome. Kissing day. Kissing day. This has been Pip with Ducks and Cups. Oh, what about ducks in a song? Give a little bit, little bit of my duck to you. Nope, not a good match. You keep trying, Pip. You'll get there. Oh, those ducks, you'll get all two inches and be smiling. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to duck off and enjoy some large chicken tenders. Ah, Pip Pip threw a potential question of the day at me the other day about chicken tenders. That was yesterday, by the way, right before he had the chicken tenders he just mentioned. Anyway, that's been another Lots of History brought to you by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. I appreciate all the work he puts in. And if you do, too, and all the little history notes we listen to on a daily basis, head on over to DuctionCups.com. Check them out. Just show them some love. Even if you don't spend a dollar, at least share it. Do the free things. Leave a comment. All the traffic helps. And I hope you do, too. ah let's see pip says um yes they were man-made i was talking about the georgia guide stones and he said in june 1979 in june 1979 a man using the pseudonym robert c christian approached the elberton granite finishing company on behalf of a small group of loyal americans and commissioned the structure so we're just deciding for everybody what uh yeah, that seems about right. Seems about right. So the dude used a fake name. Is this going to be like, was this going to be, was this setting up a whole nother um, what's-his-nuts from um, Latter-day, the LDS, and his story about hearing the hearing the word and only one being able to read the book? Is that whole thing, uh, is that coming into play with the George Guidestones? I don't know. <coughs> Anyway, let's get to it, get to the topics for today. Um, yesterday, I had to take a trip down to Savannah's. Wednesdays are my trip down there because that's when the farmer's market is. We have decided to start getting as much of our food from the farmer's market as we can. Uh, it's something that we like to do when we were back in Minnesota and uh, ran short on stuff that, um, that we needed and we couldn't produce it for us ourselves on the farm. We'd hit the farmer's market. We also participated in the farmer's market. So it is good. It's good. Um, And so I I finally, finally got around to finding when the farmer's market is here in our local area. And I found one on Wednesdays. It works for our grocery pattern. And so yesterday was the day. Uh, Basically, I've been getting mainly salad greens is what I would pick up when I was there. I would keep an eye out for berries and other things like that. A couple of weeks ago, I got some vegetables that just sat on the shelf and rotted away, and um, that was stupid. That was stupid. I was like, "Oh, look, these look really good," and I brought them home and put them up in the cupboard, and uh, we didn't eat them. <laughs> so that was that was silly. So Corey Corey has me on a mission just to get uh, just to get salad greens, and then I bought her some berries yesterday, but no salad greens yesterday. I was severely disappointed. I'd get down there at the same time every week, uh, mid-morning. I think the farmer's market went from 8 to 1. I would get there around 10, 11, uh, depending on what I had going on in the morning. And yesterday, I get there. I start walking through, and it's a decent-sized farmer's market. There's probably a dozen or so vendors, I would say. Two dozen? Two dozen. Eh, one two two, three, two Between a dozen and two dozen somewhere. And uh, so I was walking in, and I go to where my lettuce lady sits. And there's a spot there, and no lettuce lady, no table, no nothing. And I was like, "Oh no!" And I looked to the left, and it was just that—those guys I talked about—that uh, I'm not real sure they're growing their own food. Man, they also—they have a lot of food on that table for um, being pretty consistent on growing it themselves, and they always have a bunch of big old grocery boxes behind the behind their table with them. So I don't know, I don't know, but anyway. No lettuce lady. I was like, this is this is not good. This is not good. This is what I'm here for. It's the one thing Corey sent me for. Morning, Backwoods Butcher. Thanks for showing up. Better late than never. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Did your uh, Dark Horse Ethiopian or whatever it is? Did it uh, has it not been keeping you awake? Uh anyway. So I looked around and I was I I was like i could stroll past all these other vendors but i've realized that after the last three times we've been around the been around the farmer's market there there was nobody else selling greens but you have to look you have to look uh there's uh small vendors there's large vendors and there's crafters and all sorts of stuff there so I walked around the, the big loop and I didn't see any lettuce greens or anything of the such. And so then I stopped and grabbed Corey a pint of blueberries, which turned out that they were a little good. Uh, backwards says uh, that was a little passive aggressive. Well, you know, the guy that's buying the good coffee. <laughs> anyway, I picked up Corey. Oh, that was a weird, like, blackout moment. It just, like, spun for a second. I don't know what the deal with that was. Uh, but anyway, I uh, I grabbed the blueberries, and I was heading back to the truck, and as I was coming through the parking lot, there was a lady standing there loading some stuff into her tr- into her trunk, and... <laughs> oh, you know I love you, Kyle. You know I love you. Anyway, uh she was loading some stuff in her trunk. I was like, "Wait, that's my lettuce lady." That is I like I hadn't I hadn't ever really seen her from behind. She was always sitting in a chair uh behind her, her desk there. And I was like, "I think that's her." And I went back and forth. I was like, "Do I talk to her? Do I not talk to her?" So I said, "Hey, no lettuce today?" I'm glad I did. It was her. It was her, and I ended up having a nice, you know, 15-20 minute conversation with her there about lettuce, um about um what she's got what she's got planned going forward i said you know we're really disappointed that it wasn't here uh canadian farms does so many microaggressions (laughs) i said oh i'm disappointed i'm gonna have to go over to go over to the grocery store and get greens we really like your greens and she says well that's great i i uh i enjoyed um i um I enjoyed the um we enjoy the taste of the lettuce and she was telling me what kind she she grows and i said but the bigger thing is it lasts forever and that's what we're super impressed by we buy normally three bags so three large bags of lettuce greens um on wednesdays i'll bring I'll, i'll get them on wednesday i'll throw them in a cooler but the coolers are warm from being in the truck and it's it's warm down here right now especially in a vehicle so i throw the lettuce greens in the in the warm cooler i i go do grocery shopping so that's another hour hour and a half uh and then a half hour drive home so they sit in that lukewarm cooler uh and sit and sit and sit and then they come home They go in an RV fridge, which are are notoriously for being too cold, too hot, too cold, like temperature fluctuation, freezing, all sorts of shit. Um, And food doesn't stay very well, especially fresh greens in an RV fridge. Man, this stuff will last out until Monday. And we're getting five days out of salad greens. And that's because they were gone. Like, I don't think we've thrown any of hers away yet. Have we? We've been able to consume them before they've wilted out. And we're at five days um that's pretty damn good like when we were uh doing microgreens we targeted eight days i think in the package i think that was our our goal and that was to get people all the way through a cycle to um the next uh farmer's market so basically we'd harvest and the the clock would start ticking down eight days We try to sell them the next two days at the farmer's market. And then after that, they were discounted or they ended up, we ate them or, but I think our target was eight days uh, in package. So five days for leaf lettuce in our fridge, I think is phenomenal. So I let her know that I said, I didn't, I don't know if it's how you're processing it. I don't know if it's uh, the way you're uh, blasting those bags full of air and spinning them up, uh, if it's giving it a little buffer. And she says she didn't know, but uh, right now she didn't have very much stock she was out early and i said oh is it because stuff's bolting and she said yeah yep so they're in uh bolting season here where her plants are all bolting she's not getting a big harvest and selling out early but she's planning on going to a different mix of lettuce and she was explaining that this new lettuce is thicker um, it holds more water and it's less wilt resistant less bolt resistant that she had just picked up seeds from the grocery store. And this is the lettuce mix that uh, we've been enjoying so much. And now she's going to a heartier uh, thing of lettuce. And I said, well, you know, we're uh, we're blasting off here on Saturday, we're gonna be gone through most of July. We'll be back, uh, I'll be back to grab some lettuce for you in August. And um, don't think that because (laughs) I didn't get lettuce and you don't see me for a month, I wanted to let her know that like, I didn't get pissed off and just stop coming because she was out one day. And she says, oh, oh, that's great. August will be back going. So it sounds like July is pretty much the the, the hot month here. The the make your lettuce bolt and drive you crazy weather. Um, and then it sounds like August might start peeling back into fall. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't been here in August. But just from her talking about her growing and uh, what she's expecting, I, I kind of think that's going to happen. Uh, James says he's into his third pound of the six house blend. How are you liking it, James? How, how are you liking the six, uh, the six pack, the, the, uh, silver bullet blend is phenomenal. I'm pretty sure you started with that one, but the, uh, man, all the things in that box, all the lots project and baby Walter coffee blends. They turned out great. They turned out great. I'm not a fan of dark roast. Um, but even the dark roast that we came up with, um, spot on I, I i just brian is very good at his craft for sure for sure for sure so if you're a coffee guy and you want to get into coffee or you want to uh james says the gsd was great yeah you're a light roast guy and you like the higher energy the gsd is is a phenomenal blend and being an all-natural highest caffeine as you can get naturally in in a bag really um just by the pure choices of beans we used and it's uh, it's just the great balance of uh, amp you up and not make you jittery. So I don't know. Check it out if you're interested. You can check it out. You can contact me. You can go to uh, Brian's page, or you can go to um... <laughs> you can go to uh, thelotsproject.com. Any of the blog posts, uh, you can click. There is always a link for what I'm drinking today. Uh, it will be an underlying link in the first paragraph of the blog post. You can click on that. That takes you right to Food Forest Farms. And you can find mine. You can find mine. Backwoods Butcher says he thinks of GSD in his dreams. I mean, probably because he's snoozing because he's not drinking it. Huh, are they daydreams? <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway, that was the farmer's market. Uh, like I said, I grabbed Corey some blueberries. I resisted the freeze-dried candy. Um, the mushroom girl wasn't there again, so I don't know what the deal with that is. I haven't seen her since the first time I was there. I've I've been wanting to talk to her about her mushrooms, and uh, I never got I never got uh, her contact information, and I haven't wanted to talk to her enough to ask any of the other vendors. But um, it is what it is. I'll keep going. We'll be uh, we'll be definitely going back there when we get back. It is uh, it's a it's a worthwhile uh, trip once a week. And it just gives me a hard schedule when I got to do when I got to do groceries. I'm trying to figure out how to do groceries and uh, hit the laundry man, do everything on the same day. But it gets really hard when I have to keep stuff cold. The farmer's market's in the morning, so I don't have enough time to. Get down there, do laundry, then get to the farmers market, do all my grocery shopping. I feel like a, a 1950s housewife trying to schedule all her activities. I'll be, I'll be my wife. I'll be my. Uh, I'll be the house. I'll be the house husband. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. I'm looking to be a kept man. <laughs> Oh, anyway, got done at uh, got done at the farmers market, and headed off to do my grocery shopping. And this week, I decided uh, after I I saw a Kroger, I didn't even know there was one in town. Uh, you got to figure there's grocery stores stores in a town that size. I've been just going to Walmart because um, the only other thing I saw was a Piggly Wiggly, and it might have been the original. It might have been the original Piggly Wiggly. The thing looked old. Um, I can't, I didn't go in. It just didn't look like someplace I wanted to go when I had the option of going to Walmart and observing all the fun people there. Um, but no, the Piggly Wiggly just was not calling to me for sure. (coughs) Last week when I went to get the tires done on the truck, I was going a different way in town that I had never been before. And lo and behold, there's a Kroger. And I was like, i've been to kroger and i enjoyed that i enjoyed it down in texas was it texas we went to kroger yeah. texas kroger was it no we went to heb we went to the heb in texas uh the heb the brookshire oh brookshire brothers in texas i don't know i've been to kroger a few times and i really liked it and uh so i swung in there i'm super happy that i went i'm super happy that i found it and i will be continuing to go back uh, probably every week and i will only be going to walmart unless i need other than food items because what a much more pleasurable experience just like the whole atmosphere and it's hard to explain like the whole atmosphere walking in was different both the employees the 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 guests the the flow the workflow um Wait a second, Kyle says. Wait, do you go to a Hannaford? What is a Hannaford? Do you know what a Hannaford is? I don't know what a Hannaford is. Um, anyway, Kroger uh, was just—it's a different vibe. It's a different, um, different vibe in there, and it's—it's. It's, I think you have to experience it, and you probably have. Uh, but I think it's uh, might be a cultural, a cultural, not a cultural issue like society like a business cultural issue. I think the employees, um, uh, (laughs) Canadian farm says this, he needs me a sugar mama. I landed mine, dude. And it took like, took like 13 years of me having her work four days a week. And she, she said that's you've accumulated enough days to be a kept man for at least a little while, I think is how it went down. She loves me. She loves me. I just take good care of her otherwise. It's not about the money, guys. It's not about the money. Um, so it's, it was a weird. It was weird. Uh, the, the employees, I'm not saying the employees at Walmart weren't friendly. Uh, that they weren't, they didn't smile. They didn't, you know, they didn't smile, really. Um, not the majority of them. But I do. So I've had interactions in both places at like the deli counter. And here is the here is the difference. I walk up to the deli counter at Walmart, and I'm like, "Hey, I need a uh, I need a pound of um, whatever. I need a pound of turkey breast shaved lunch meat." The employee would basically probably be like, "Okay." and then they put their head down and they dig in the in the counter and they grab the they grab the thing. They walk over and they they slam it in a bag and hand it to you and say, have a good day. Like minimum, bare minimum, um, bare minimum of expectations. And. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to save that one for a minute later. Anyway, so I go to Kroger yesterday and I walk up to the deli counter. And first of all, I walk up to the deli counter and they have pre-packaged, uh, pre-cut deli meat from the deli, not like uh, Oscar Myers in the, in, the, in the cold counter. They have like the stuff that you would get at the deli counter normally. They did it that morning. Dates were for that morning. They were put out. They did a couple of each, you know, probably what they normally sell just for grab and go. I didn't see those at first and I walked up and I said, Hey dude, can I get a a pound of roast beef? And he's like, yes, sir. Absolutely. Which one would you like? And we look, we were looking down in the, in the, um... (laughs) Uh, we looked at, we looked down in the counter and he was like, Oh oh man, I'm so sorry. I apologize. We are out of our normal roast beef. This other one is here though. It, It might be a little bit saltier if you're used to the first one. And I'm like, well, I've never had the first one, so let's give this one a try. He's like, all right, all right. And uh, so then he goes over, he gets everything set up, and he goes, how much would you like, sir? Would you like a pound, or would you like our normal package size, which is approximately a pound, but we we just kind of eyeball it, or do you need it exact? I said, dude, you do you. You do you. I, I want kind of like around a pound of of meat, whatever you got to do like okay so he takes his time and he adjusts the machine and he he sends off some and he brings it over and he displays it out for me and says hey um is this is this okay for you if i go any thinner it's probably just going to crumble it won't stay a uh, slice uh how would you like it i said well that's fine man that's fine that is uh perfectly acceptable and uh go ahead go ahead and knock that out and as he was doing it i was walking around looking and i was like hey I found all my other stuff here. I don't need to get, he's like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want me to, uh uh to, to cut up new stuff for you? That stuff is a few hours old. He literally said th- that stuff is a few hours old. I said, nah, that'll do. That'll do, man. You, uh, you, you do you and go uh, take care of what he's like. I don't really have anything to do. I'd, I'd really like something to work on. <laughs> I said, no, no, man. I got to get going. I got to grab these but super helpful, super friendly. Uh, the the customer interactions I had in there, uh, not saying again, that I didn't have uh, good customer interactions at Walmart, uh, few and far between, but very, very nice people. And then a lot of kids screaming and um, nonsense going on and all of that stuff. And it didn't happen. I don't think I heard one kid scream the whole time I was in Kroger. I don't know if they have some white noise thing going on that they like drowned it out. If I just happened to be there when there were no kids there or what, but I did not have any anxiety while I was there. I did not have any, oh my God, society is crumbling when I was there. It, it was just nice. It was nice. So I will continue to go to Kroger. Um, Kyle, the Backwoods Butcher says, being a participation trophy husband is pretty good. Do you want to tell him why I get a trophy or should I? <laughs> um, ee, ee, and then he says, I'm one. Don't get your panties in a bunch, uh, dude. E- you getting my panties in a bunch ain't happening uh kyle says being retail for so long in a real piece of shit when i don't get good customer service back yeah yeah after bartending for that long and honing skills and learning how people need to be treated to make them happy when i go into some place and there's just a pile of shit, it really really grinds my gears you know what really grinds my gears <laughs> blake's the says go hit that like and i agree I agree, um. Oh, Kyle, Kyle, I can't say that racist comment on my show. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, anyway, so def- definitely Kroger uh, appreciated that visit, and uh, one last note: Corey has come to the determination that i know everyone in town now i don't think i know everyone in town but uh, i know enough people that uh, i i can i can find out what i need i think if i needed to find out if i needed to find out some information if i needed to get a hold of somebody if i needed to find some work i think i'm uh solid i think i'm solid here she's thinking that it takes around two months is that what you're saying two months for me to know everybody she says two months She says two months for me to get into town, to really start talking to people, get to know them and uh, and um, (laughs) and networking. And uh, I say that's not that far. It's not that long. If you recall back, as soon as I realized how to send stuff to the post office, I was making making friends with the post office lady. I know that uh, that that is my key to, to receiving things through the mail. And also my key to uh, everybody in town. When you talk, when you know the person at the post office, and I've known this since I was a kid, because I had a friend whose mom worked at the post office. I remember going over to his house and she'd be like, well, who, who, who's going to be at this party you're going to? And we'd be like, well, Jimmy, Johnny, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you mean Jimmy that lives out on this road? Like she knew everybody's address. It was kind of freaky. It really was. Uh, But she knew their parents through their mail. (laughs) Scary, creepy, and nonetheless, huh? So, yeah, I go right for the people that know people. I also know how to talk to gas station owners. Uh, I did it for five years and made them comfortable and was able to hand them very, very, very large bills and uh, not be shot at or anything. Anyway, the next person you, uh, you're you going to want to talk to is the person that owns the local gas station or someone that works there a lot. Uh, the regular morning guy or girl would be a good one to talk to, to get to know um, and say stuff like that. Get, uh, get talking to them and interacting with them. Anywhere there's a lot of people flow. The restaurant we go to, talk to those people. That's how you get to know people. The town, the people in the town—it's just, just, um, just what I grew up, grew up on around small towns. Observations that I made. So Corey says two months. I say, you know, give me a week if I need to. <laughs> if I need to. Backwoods Butcher says becoming friends with the guys at the dump is another big one. Um. Yeah, we don't have that around here. We do have a transfer station like almost across the street. And I've, I've gotten pretty good friends with the people that are there, but I only go like once a week and it's always a rotating person. I'm not sure their schedule. Um, so it's it's just hit and miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to know, just think about think about the people that talk to people. You don't necessarily, necessarily um, need to know the people. You need to know the people that know the people. Let me hit these comments real quick and um Dale Gribble again and uh gingerbread says gas station attendants have lots of info yeah the attendants the owners the the owner operators the the new americans especially they definitely know how to network in the community a lot of times they've had to pull some strings to get their station uh in or when they bought it they've gone through a process of meeting everybody that is anybody in a town especially when it's small town they know they know uh they know who you got to talk to to get stuff done because gas stations being so regulated uh they had to talk to everybody and then they see everybody it's where everybody goes Backwoods Butcher says, my wife calls me famous in town. Yes, but that's not for anything good, dude. That's not that's not for being a butcher. Just so you know. Just so you know. It was that thing uh, like two and a half years ago that night, remember? Oh, you didn't remember, but you saw the video, right? Uh, all right. Let's get going. Item of the day today. Uh, let's see. It is July. It is July. You've heard me mention before that the best way to go about your uh, your chickens, you're getting new chickens, and if you were going to be hatching your chickens, I would do it in the fall. I would do it in the fall. Let them grow up over the winter when they'd be laying less anyway, and then in spring they are full grown, ready to go. If you want to hatch your own and you've messed around with the hover baiters and the little ones from tractor supply and all of that. And you're like, I'm ready to step up my game, but I don't know which incubator to get. I would highly recommend the, the, um, the GFQ. (coughs) Excuse me. G (laughs) the sportsman, the sportsman 50 Oh (laughs) two digital cabinet incubator. Uh, I ran this thing for 18 months straight, I believe. 17 months something like that a stupid long time very full all the time week after week hatched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Quail and chickens out of it and It just kept working the temperature regulation is spot on the motor the turning automatic turning motors are spot on You can set cycle times you can set all sorts of stuff um, I combined it with a humidikit the humidicate would be great too if you have uh, a still air incubator or a styrofoam or a homemade. I used, a, I bought multiple ones of these humidicates for homemade incubators. They regulate the humidity inside, and it, it does it by not putting a dish of water in there or sponges and all of that. Literally, there's a sensor in it, and uh, a bottle of water and a fogger and a hose that goes into your incubator and when the humidity goes down it actually fogs the air bringing the temperature up so that hot air in there the humid the hot humid air it just injects a fog of a uh, mist of water in there and it brings the humidity and regulates it on and off to the perfect level no more guessing no more nothing find the humidic If you're not ready to step up to the cabinet incubator, I definitely recommend the Humidity Kit. It will change the way you hatch. It will change the way you monitor your humidity level. It's a set it and forget it type of thing. You fill the bottle once a day, you watch the bottle. It holds like a liter of water. And depending on your incubator, you go through it sooner or later, however many times you open it, how dry it is in your house. But the thing is a lifesaver, so much easier. And then if you want to step up your game to that cabinet incubator, I suggest the sportsman 1502, check out the link in the video description, the audio notes. Um, I do a review of them. There's a link to both of those in the review. I can't recommend them more. I uh, I made a whole hatchery business off that one incubator. And if we had continued to expand, I would have gotten another of the same for sure. I don't think I would go any way different. I would just do multiples, so. Highly recommended, highly recommended for sure. Um, so that's about it tonight. Tonight I got pre-recorded episode of Lots to Talk About with Alex Pauls. Uh, Alex uh, took a, a leap of faith and uh, and did some things and ended up working with his spouse. Weird, weird that I would want to talk to a guy like that. We talked about that and uh, definitely down some conspiracy rabbit holes. So uh, be sure to check that out. That will air tonight at 6 p.m. Central, or you'll be able to find it on all the audio podcast feeds and even the interview-only feed, Lots to Talk About podcast over on Spotify. So, you know, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse, or fountain.fm. Make it a good day, guys, and we will catch up with you on Friday.